Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said called Serve the Poet Goddess Inside You and Also Accept the Wealth That Is Available to You, Homegirl. Which is um, when I uh, agree to do coaching with people, they fill out a giant questionnaire before we can schedule their first uh, call or contact. And one of the questions is, if I could make a class just for you, what would it be called? And every now and again, the title is so good that I'm like, oh my God, I have to actually make that. So this is Serve the Poet Goddess Inside You and Also Accept the Wealth That Is Available to You, Homegirl. Which, of course, comes from... um, what seems like an inability to receive money. And if you're like, ah, I just, I can't make enough money, or I I don't know how to make more money, or I can't make any money doing what it is that I really want to do, or I'm so good at this that I do it, and then when it comes time to actually charge for it, or invoice for it, or collect payment for it, I find that I just can't. So it isn't like, I can't put put my work into the world which is one problem. It's I can put it into the world, but I can't charge money for it, or I chronically undercharge for it. Or if I do charge enough for it, I suddenly manage to bring up the number of uh, bills that I have to exactly the amount that I've just taken in so that I never seem to get anywhere beyond just barely keeping my face above water, breathing here. So it's a receiving issue. And serving the poet goddess inside you means that that's It's not just being a poet and it's not just being a goddess. It has to do with dudes too. It's the part of you that is committed to being a person who makes things and who brings beauty into the world and who does not give up, in the words of Jack Gilbert, your your stubborn gladness in the furnace of this world, right? There's a part of you that's committed to that. So you want to serve that part completely. That's one part of it. And then the other part of it is there's money and there's muggle stuff. There's just, it's not magic and it's not stuff that takes you into the flow. And it's so much of being in business doesn't seem beautiful and doesn't seem helpful and doesn't seem meaningful and doesn't seem worthwhile. And so you naturally sort of withdraw from it. And unfortunately, money lives in there with all of that other stuff that doesn't seem beautiful and wonderful. So when you withdraw from the business portion of business, you also withdraw from money and you don't make as much of it. But what if we ignore both of those things entirely and we talk about receiving because it's going to come back to money eventually and here's how. When you get better at receiving, 
when you increase your capacity for receiving. You do it across the board in all areas. You can't just receive really well in one area and not in another. It's a, it's a universal, unilateral, across-the-board move. So when you get better at receiving anything at all, you also get better at receiving money. So what if, in sort of a backwards universe checkmate, instead of talking about money, we talk about receiving other things? For example, and you will find this one easy, I hope. What if you get better at receiving the love of animals? Now, this is at the very, um, to either if you're picturing a scale from left to right, this is at all the way at the left, this is the beginning. If you're picturing a hierarchy from top to bottom, this is all the way at the bottom. Animals, because we all know that puppies and kittens and alpacas do not have secret agendas to manipulate policy or take away your health care or get more votes or play their barnyard games, right? <laughs> they're, they're not human. They don't have this impeccable strategy around them, right? They give hugs and wags and kisses and love, and your job is just to receive it. That's it. That's all. So can you receive the love of an animal? The Gentle Barn, which is a nonprofit in uh, Southern California, um, famously starts working with at-risk and emotionally vulnerable youth by introducing them not to a human, not to the founder of the Gentle Barn, but to a cow who gives them a hug, which inevitably leads to their crying softly on a cow's shoulder because cows aren't good at fucking people over. They're just love especially when they, they're cows that have been loved and that have had good care taken of them. And it's called the gentle barn because they've been saved from imminent slaughter and they're going to live out the rest of their lives at the gentle barn. So cows are disarming when they give you hugs. Can you receive the love of an animal? If yes, we move to the next one, which is can you receive lotion? This might be weird if you're a dude, but if you're a female, you're on this. Can you come into your body enough and frequently enough to use lotion on your shit on your skin after showering or when it's dry because sometimes the answer is no you're too busy you're too tired you don't have two minutes to put lotion on so you skip it but sometimes the answer is yes and that moves you along the scale it's a very small act of self-care okay we're still doing well most of you are probably with me can you receive the expensive lotion can you let yourself use the best smelling, best feeling lotion on an everyday, not just for special occasions basis? Can you up your expensive lotion game continuously so that you've got fewer chemicals and more pleasure coming at you every day? Can you, in other words, treat yourself as a vessel that deserves to be cared for instead of prioritizing the needs and wants and rights and feelings of everyone around you over yourself? I, this is actually, the whole thing is a very tiny, tiny, like six minute piece of what we talk about at Brave. This is from the, the Brave curriculum. And uh, Bear is there, he's the DJ. And so he's watching, okay, animals check, okay, lotion check, okay, expensive lotion. And all the women in the room made some sort of noise like, <gasps> like, oh, you caught me. He was like, Are you, what was that? 
And I was like, there is a difference between lotion and expensive lotion and how frequently you quote unquote, let yourself use the expensive lotion is an indicator and an accurate one of how good you are at receiving. And even if it's not the expensive, it might be the same price, but it's like, it's in limited quantity or it only comes out once a year or a season, or it smells the absolute best, or it, it is in some way indulgent to you, even if it costs a dollar. Can you use the indulgent lotion? without feeling guilty about it. And then next, can you receive eye contact? Do you immediately dart your eyes away or down when you see a stranger on the street or when you lock eyes with someone at Target or at a restaurant or at the coffee shop or in the bookstore? Bookstore is actually the easiest for my people because if I see you with a book, I will talk to you about the book and it's easier. Are you capable of holding the eyes of a stranger without hiding or shying away? Sometimes the answer is yes, sometimes the answer is no, but if you can receive eye contact, if you can be with another person, particularly a stranger, you are working on the same sphere of receiving that eventually ends up in the dollar realm. I'm not saying, P.S., don't misconstrue, I'm not saying that when you receive eye contact, you're you're suddenly going to have money show up. I'm saying that the receiving muscle is getting stronger every time you receive. And you can absolutely get stronger at receiving money, but you're going to have to get stronger at receiving lots of other things too. And it's actually much easier to receive lots of other things first instead of money. Can you, this one is very hard, this one breaks nearly everyone, can you receive genuine compliments? So at both Steer Your Ship, which has two spots left at kristinkelp.com slash SYS, that's when we work together for six months, and at Brave, which is two days, September 19th and 20th in Philadelphia this year, kristinkelp.com slash Brave. At both of those workshops and programs, we do really extensive work around this really simple act of receiving a compliment. Because most people don't receive compliments. Most people hear, I like your shirt, and either yell, I like your shirt too, right back. Like if, if the ball is in play and that the, the serve is, I like your shirt, then you just return it with, bang, I like your shirt too. Or... The ball is in play. I like your shirt. And you're like, thank you so much. It was $4. So you've just returned it, but cheapened the compliment. Or the ball is in play. I like your shirt. And then like, bang. Oh, it's okay. I don't really like it. Oh, okay. Um, That's the worst one, by the way. But can you treat a compliment instead of being a ball in play, like in tennis, that you have to return the serve? Can you receive it as a gift? Because I know you, and you would not, if someone is holding out a Christmas gift that's beautifully wrapped, and they they want you to take it from their hands, you would not just bat it down and be like, no. But with compliments, a compliment is a verbal gift. It is exactly the same energetically. If someone is saying, I like your shirt, or I like the way that you did that thing, or you're really good at that, and they're holding it out to you, it does them a service for you to actually accept the compliment. Because of course, the other people can feel whether or not you accept the compliment. And you know, you've had an experience where you tried to compliment someone and really genuinely thank them from the bottom of your heart and they didn't accept it. And it is just as painful as not having an actual physical gift that you bought at the mall accepted. It is painful. So you can save the other person the pain of not having a gift accepted 
and get better at receiving and help your receiving muscle by taking the compliment. Can you accept the truth of your own, whatever it is, light, brilliance, divinity, genius, talent? Can you accept that when it's presented to you, whether a person is complimenting your hair or your heart? Like, can you take that in as a gift? And again, we are going, these are getting harder as it goes on, no matter how you're envisioning this, okay? Lotion seems really easy right about now compared to compliments. And then we keep going. Can you receive pleasure and joy? Because there is no tally, there is no one keeping track of the number of pleasures that you have denied yourself in your attempt to be a martyr. There is no one, no one on earth, no one in heaven, no one in hell, no one in other realms, no one here, no one there, no one anywhere, who is proud of you for skipping out on joy. There is no one who's going to think, oh my God, you're an awesome person because you stifled that laugh or because you refuse to feel pleasure. Killing pleasure and denying joy don't earn you points anywhere, but they do shut down your ability to feel and to receive like the very, very best of the human experience. The very, very best of the human experience is pleasure and joy. If you decide that those are things that you cannot receive, you're not earning any points anywhere. You're not a better person because you fucking decided to be miserable and signed up for the I Hate Everything Club. You're not. So can you call guilty pleasures just pleasures? Because there's no guilt in them. Unless you are a secret cannibal, at which point there should be a great deal of guilt in guilty pleasure, fucking just enjoy it. It's just pleasure, okay? Let me tell you about some guilty pleasures I have. I have none. I have pleasures, though. My pleasures are on Mondays. I don't go to church, but I do take a very warm, very long shower listening to the Robcast, which is Rob Bell's podcast, because that's my church. That's one of my pleasures. One of my pleasures is I take naps when I feel like it because I can. One of my pleasures is going to bookstores and buying whatever it is that strikes me as interesting that day. One of my pleasures is having my phone on Do Not Disturb like 99% of the time. (laughs) Um, One of my pleasures is finding a new uh, series to watch and then binge watching it while Bear's at work because he's a DJ. So on Friday and Saturday nights, I'm usually all by myself in bed with my phone, my laptop, an iPad, whatever, a screen, binge watching a show because uh, why not? Can you mark days in your calendar off in which you do absolutely nothing instead of tamping activities into them like a powder keg of productivity? Because one of the things I've noticed, especially with moms, is that you'll have a day off. And what that means is day off, Um, a day in which you do not return emails or phone calls and in which you think about work constantly, but do not take any actions instead of actually a day off, like not just the absence of checking email, but the presence of something that you really look forward to or really think is cool or that you really want to do or naps because naps are always cool, man. I promise they are. Can you wag your tail at puppies and wink at small children and dance when there's music and open your hands to the sun when it peeks out from behind the clouds? 
Can you ignore the small, cynical voice that calls those actions cliché and instead embrace the wonder that is being a breathing human on this planet? Because you cannot prevent the shitty times or the terrible times or the awful times by denying joy or pleasure today. It's not like a bank account. Joy is a choice, and it's your job to receive it in this moment right now, and in this one too, and in this one too. And when the bad times come, I hope you have joy in your bank, because denying the joy in your bank doesn't do anything for when the hard times come. Please don't fight that. And then it gets crazier. It gets, it's only getting harder from here. That's what she said. <laughs> I didn't have that written down and I just cracked myself up. So hold on. <laughs> oh man, I'm like fully breathing and uh, I haven't been sick in like three days now. I feel so good. Okay, so on the spectrum slash hierarchy, however you're picturing it, pyramid or scale, doesn't matter. The next one, especially if you're female or you identify as female, is uh, can you receive oral sex? Now, if you're like, oh my God, Kristen, this has nothing to do with anything. One, I promise it does. And two, the more offended you are, the more that this is a trigger for you, the more that you need to actually consider that this might be a thing. Okay. Because having sex is not the same as receiving oral sex because you don't receive sex. There's often a give and a take, and it's very, very 50, 50. Most of the time, oral sex is a very, very, like I am receiving partner is giving. Can you relax into that? And can you receive pleasure there? Knowing that often it's a circle that if I'm not experiencing pleasure, my partner is not experiencing pleasure because it's because if you're like, oh God, this is terrible, then your partner's like, oh, this sucks. Like that's that feeling is contagious. And so that if you can enjoy it more, then he or she can enjoy it more, and that that also builds. So that the pleasure when it's good is building in a positive way, and that the pleasure when you're denying it is bad and is kind of going to shit in a negative way. So I know that it can be uncomfortable to receive in this manner, in this deep and gracious and gorgeous way. It takes practice and it takes dedication and it takes the active acknowledgement of your own insecurities, but I guarantee that your receiving muscle gets much, much stronger, much, much more quickly when you put this particular element into play. And then finally, my poet goddess homegirl, can you receive money? So that's a lot of receiving that you have to do before you touch money on this spectrum. And that's the point. You're going to get better at letting joy touch you and letting your partners and lovers and strangers reach you with eye contact. That's all I'm talking about. Before you get anywhere close to receiving money or to getting better at receiving money, which is where most people focus their efforts and where all of the like, be a badass bitch about money, whatever classes come in. Receiving money, particularly for your truest work, is a muscle you have to build. Your instinct will probably always be to undersell yourself, cut yourself short, or otherwise prevent the maximum amount of money reaching you. That's your instinct. I get it. You're always going to be like, ah, I would do that for free, so if I charge $12, so it's really good. I'm making money. The instinct is always to undersell yourself, cut yourself short, or otherwise prevent the maximum amount of money reaching you. But you can start building your receiving muscle today. 
wherever you are. You can accept $10 or 100 bucks or 1000 bucks or a few thousand bucks, whatever stretches your particular receiving muscles. And you can receive that income all the way down to your innermost self. And tomorrow you will do the same thing. And the next day you will do the same thing. And eventually you'll receive more and more and more and more. But it will never be easy, but it will get easier. It will at least get to be a routine. Like when you run three miles every day, six months from now running three miles every day is not as big a deal because you do it every single day. Same thing. The work you're most likely to do for free is most likely to be your true work. And within that paradox lies the key to stretching your receiving muscle. You charge money for the work and then you, which means that inevitably you undercharge by an embarrassing amount. And then you undercharge a little less and a little less and a little less and a little less. So Dominatrix Singh, which is one-on-one coaching with me, which is available starting in September, um, used to be something that I charged $199 for. And I was like, oh my God, I'm making so much money. $199. Okay. So $199 is not a lot of money. A, um, for the amount of effort and time and concentration and, and just, just sheer man hours I was putting into it way undercharging. And that's since over the course of years come to be a $2,000 product. I feel like it's right at the cusp of turning into another price increase. Um, but so at, so just to note from, you know, almost $200 to $2,000 is increasing it by 10 times. And that also takes a long time. It took a couple of years and it's still underpriced. I still know this, but I'm also riding the line between where, I'm comfortable and what other people's expectations are. And that's the game I'm playing. Just, I don't say this because I'm hung up on the price as much as I'm hung up on, I started by undercharging by a butt ton and now I undercharge by a little bit (laughs) and I'll get better. And I also have to charge for the fact that what used to take me 40 minutes now takes me 12 maximum. So you're getting a lot more in the same amount of time because we're on the phone for the same amount of time and I'm adjusting and you're going to do the same thing. You're going to adjust. You're going to find new ways to do things. It's going to be amazing and you're going to get better at receiving. And then finally past money. You didn't even know you could go past money, but you can past money. There's the best and highest thing you can receive. And that is fulfillment. Rebecca Solnit in A Paradise Built in Hell says, meaning must be sought out. It is not built into most people's lives. To increase your tolerance for receiving and to increase your tolerance for vulnerability is to simultaneously increase your tolerance for receiving fulfillment. The more an act or a piece of work matters, the more vulnerable you grow. You grow in income, you grow in pleasure, you grow in layers and layers of your own expanding humanity. Because to receive in any capacity is typically to be seen, and to be seen is to be vulnerable. But when you're willing to step into the space of being seen and of being vulnerable and of receiving, then you're flexing that muscle, you can do that work, and you can get all the way through this spectrum and into fulfillment. 
it's going to get more and more and more and more and more vulnerable as you go along. And it's also going to get more and more and more and more fulfilling, assuming that you're starting at X and you're going deeper and deeper and deeper into your own work. And not that you're like, ah, fuck that, and you go off on some weird path that you know is wrong, but you're scared to, to pursue your true work. Assuming that you commit to the path of whatever it is that my work asks of me, I will do. It's going to get more vulnerable. It's going to get more fulfilling. And to receive fulfillment is the most vulnerable act of all. Because by virtue of saying that thing, when I was a brave, and uh, there were two circles of people, and they were um, giving and receiving compliments. And the room was so full of love that it felt like I was floating. To say that that's fulfilling is in the same breath to say, that might never happen again. That might be gone forever. That I might never feel that fulfilled again. It's vulnerable to have had this moment and to know that that moment probably won't happen again. And it definitely won't happen in exactly the same way, but that it was fulfilling on a deep level. And the deeper it goes and the more fulfilling it gets, the more vulnerable it gets. That's the game we're playing. in really, really practical terms, in terms of how my life has gone. This is the part I always skip over. I have a paragraph. I almost just skipped over it now. Um, It's been a really slow series of clicks from doing photography, which was um, a means for me to be present. I learned that my brain stopped working and just switched into the present moment when I had a camera in my hand. And I learned to be better at being in the present moment through my camera. And I learned to connect with kids and dogs better through the camera. And then I took on ghostwriting projects, which were bringing me into the writing element, which is so important to me. And then I was like, I want to come back to teaching, but I was afraid to do it by myself. So I did some co-teaching and then I took on some speaking and then I introduced uh, stewardship and then I did brand camp and then I did paintings and then I put out a book of poetry, and then I burned down Brand Camp and only have this next iteration of me that's much softer and more tender. It's been more and more and more and more and more and more vulnerable, like heartbreakingly tender. Many times I feel like I am a being made of the thinnest glass you can imagine, and literally anyone could just come up with a hammer and destroy it. And what I do is I stand and I breathe. I'm still here. I've survived. I'm still here. And I feel really fulfilled. And the game of it is seeing how thin I can get the glass. How tender can I be with myself? How fulfilling can I make this next thing that I do? How much shape can I give to the light within me until eventually there's nothing between me and you, but this like half a molecule of glass? How thin can I make that? That's the game that I'm playing. And in the meantime, I'm receiving feedback from my true work and I'm receiving fulfillment. And I'm also receiving expensive lotion because that's important to me as well. But the more receiving you do, um, the better you're going to be able to notice what it's like to feel fulfilled. Because this fulfillment is this, it's a fleeting, it's like a bird rushing into your soul and then rushing out again. It's not a permanent thing, but you're going to know it when you feel it. It's different for everyone. And it comes in short little gulps that often live beyond words. 
But the more receiving you do, the better you're going to get at knowing it when it comes and identifying it as it's moving toward you and then moving toward it as well. And you're going to get better at receiving all of it, I promise. And inevitably, your own inner volume will get turned up. You'll become to know yourself much better. And inevitably, the world around you will be turned down just a touch because you can hear yourself that much more clearly. And eventually... You're going to receive those interior marching orders that tell you what to do and when to do it and how to do it and that move you in a direction that it gets even more fulfilling. And discipline is going to come into play, absolutely. And firmer boundaries are going to come into play, which is why we talk about them in the three threads, episode 105, how to get to anywhere you want to go, go listen. And you're going to come into play with deeper connections and more precise communication and the true work and all of it, it's built together, but it's it's firmly connected to receiving because you want to build the receiving muscle just as deliberately as you're willing to do the work of the poet goddess herself. And when you come back into the place where you're capable of receiving all of life, the good and the bad and the amazing and the terrible, and that you're able to feel all of it and breathe through all of it and be with all of it, then you, my friend, will have served the poet goddess and received the wealth available to you, homegirl. <laughs> so all of this is a very, the very briefest of, um, of a snippet of an excerpt from uh, the, the lectures that are part of BRAVE. This is part of Connection and Communication BRAVE, which has 22 seats available, goes down in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in the United States, excuse me, at kristenkelp.com slash BRAVE. And uh, early bird pricing ends on my birthday, which is May 28th. So let's do this thing. Come and see me. Come and play at Brave. If you want to go deeper into your own life and deeper into the place where you can see the doors that need to be opened within yourself in order to do the thing that you're meant to do in the world, that's what Brave is for. It's not physical Brave. It's not like there are hot coals and we have to jump over them. I'm not Tony fucking Robbins, okay? This is, um, this is emotional brave, connection brave, vulnerability brave, receiving brave, being seen brave, stop hiding brave. All the ways that you try and hide your humanity and pretend that you're just like everyone else, we give those up at brave. We shed those at the door and then we meet each other just as we are, just where we are. And we come at your business and your life from there. So again, kristenkelp.com slash brave. It would be my deepest honor to see you there and meet you and talk with you this September. And because I almost didn't include this, um, this process, I don't want you to think like, oh man, I fucking nailed this. It's over. Um, it never stops and it's constantly unfolding. So it's like a spiral, just spiraling out and out and out and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So over the last couple of weeks, what happened was, uh, my divorce went through like paperwork dunzos. It's all done. And I felt a wave of relief and there was some unconscious things happen. I felt lighter and freer, but the conscious thought that I had, and I'm really pissed about this was now I can earn more than enough money. Wait, what, 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 what? At some point early in the divorcing process, threats about taking half of everything my business earned were made. And so some part of me, like way deep down, it was conscious for like a half a second and then it went deeply unconscious, was committed to making enough but not a penny more for the years that it took for those final legalities to be finished. 
So I can be pissed at myself or I can be like, great, that's what I'm capable of receiving then. And now we're starting a whole nother chapter of receiving because I can get bigger and because I don't have that, like, just make enough and not a penny more thing going on. Which, of course, it's subconscious because it wasn't conscious. And if it was, I would have put a stop to it. See how that works? But it's a spiral. I can get really upset or I can just keep going. There we go. Receiving is an ongoing unfolding. And like a spiral, there's always another layer to go. But if you've decided consciously at some point that you can't earn more money until blank, until you get another certification, until you complete that degree, until you talk to those people, until you have X followers, or if you use the expensive lotion, you can't use it until it's the driest, most miserable part of winter, or until you've earned an extra thousand dollars, or until you've gotten that accolade and then you can treat yourself, or if you um, will not receive another compliment until you've lost four pounds or whatever it is, all those things, you've chosen them. You've said, I can't receive more until blank happens. And the truth is, you can receive more right now. Because most of the things that you want are not dollars. The Most of what you want is to be open to the world and to feel just as happy as that puppy feels when it sees you. And to be able to lay back and take it and to feel pleasure and to feel joy as you go about your daily life. You want to feel fulfilled. You want to feel alive. You want to feel as if you are deeply connected to the world around you. Those are all things that can't be measured via money. Those are all measures of your ability to receive. You don't have to stay trapped or stuck. You don't have to stop yourself from receiving all of the most amazing parts of life. You don't. You're not getting any credit for it. So just stop. You can let the world in. You can let people see you. You can let your true work find you. And you can bring it to life. And you can do all of that in a sense of deep and abiding peace and wonder. You can. So... Poet goddess home girlfriend, that is how you serve the poet goddess inside you and also accept the wealth that is available to you. Thank you so much for listening. Again, I really fucking can't wait to see you, hopefully at Brave, um, in Philadelphia, September 19th and 20th, 2017. And that is at kristenkelp.com slash brave. And I've added a bunch of stuff to the shop, which is at kristenkelp.com slash shop. So there are now digital versions of books and print versions and all sorts of good stuff. So go check it out. And I will see you next week. Should you have any questions, comments, concerns, stuff you want to talk about, I'm at k at kristenkelp.com and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine, while quietly, or not so quietly, scream-sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format, one gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need 
in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.